Hello and welcome to Something to Do with Art with me, Robert Good. In this episode, I meet up with artist Ellie Breeze to find out what the prospects are for artists starting to make their way in the art world and how she is navigating life after art school. Ellie Breeze paints figuratively in oils, reimagining memories and old photographs to create scenes that may or may not have occurred in the past. Since completing her MA in Fine Art from Cambridge School of Art, Ellie has been selected for Bloomberg New Contemporaries and has also been shortlisted for the Marmite Prize for Painting. Her work has been shown at Block Projects Sheffield and Kettles Yard, Cambridge. She is co-founder of the artist collective Motion Sickness. During our conversation, we also discuss painting versus installation, the need for persistency, and how artists are often the last people to know what their own work is really all about. Our conversation takes place in Ellie's studio above a shop in Cambridge. So join me for this edition of Something to Do with Art, and let's see where today's conversation might take us. So today I am in the studio of Ellie Breeze. Hello, Ellie. Hi. And uh, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast and to talk to me about your art. Thanks for inviting me. That's great. And I'm really excited to hear about what you do because you are a painter and mm -hmm. you paint canvases that depict, would it be fair to say, scenes, kind of semi-autobiographical yeah. scenes and yeah. figurative work? Yeah. And you're a recent graduate from the Cambridge School of Art? Yes, that's correct and uh, making your way in the big bad art world. So <laughs> yeah. I'm curious also to, to hear about how you're getting on and how you're approaching that, that whole transition from art school into, into art and how that's worked for you. Mm -hmm. Possibly also how things are in Cambridge and, and whether or not uh, staying in Cambridge or whether you feel you need to kind of move to kind of a, a bigger centre of gravity for the art world I don't know so lots of things to talk about but would you like to say a little bit first about your painting and your art and and how you approach it so um yeah so I suppose I think they are autobiographical but also in a weird way they're not because most of the time I'm painting um my starting point tends to be I've got all my mum's old photo albums at home. So every time I go back to my dad's house, I'm flicking through those and and kind of know them all now, but I'm usually looking for something different each time I look, depending on where I'm at with my painting. And I'll flick through, um, pick out the ones that I'm interested in, and then I'll use those images of people and rooms, usually, to make a drawing to paint from. So actually, quite a lot of the time, I'm painting images from like the 70s, because that's when most of those are the, the, all the albums she had before she met my dad, really, um, when she was younger. I suppose when she was my age, I, don't, I hadn't thought about that before, so I don't know whether that's relevant. But um, Well, I was, I was, I was going to say um, <laughs> what gravitated you towards yeah. the, the, the photos in the first place, but sometimes these things 
aren't always yeah. apparent maybe yeah I mean there are some there are some from when I suppose I would have been around or when she was with my dad and stuff and there are some from my dad's photo albums as well but most of them tend to be the albums that she took before so it's so it's not autobiographical in the sense that it's all people it's a lot of the time it's people that I don't know that I'm painting there's always that really personal link I guess yeah I, I suppose that's what I find interesting about them is the fact that it's so personal to me but there's so much about it I don't know I don't know what any of the situations are that I'm painting quite a lot of the time and do you and how does that transformation take place into the canvas or do you take the liberties with with what's the the role of then repositioning on a canvas mm -hmm. as a as a as an artwork yeah there's something I'm trying to work out at the moment because I kind of when I first started painting like this I put myself into one of the pictures and so it was a completely reimagined it was kind of myself in the space and that's always how I imagined I'd carry on working but it's become a lot more um, sometimes I'm painting very much it straight from the photo and I don't change an awful lot and so I don't know I don't know if I like that I've been trying to get away from it but also it really feels like I'm having to fight it and maybe maybe I don't need to do it. maybe it's okay to paint straight from the photo but for some reason I struggle with that idea of it well, I mean, I, th I think they're great. I mean, I, th I, I don't know, but for me, there's a little bit of humour in them. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's... They're, they're mm -hmm. definitely there. I don't know how my, my, uh, my knowledge of the painting, where painting is at these days. Yeah. I, I don't want to embarrass myself by, <laughs> by kind of linking you to somebody who definitely <laughs> is uh, not who, who you should be or what would, would consider yourself. But I, I really like the... They've got an intimacy, but also this little hint of playfulness and a kind of personal... They do feel quite fragile or quite um, emotionally engaging, which I think mm. is... There's, there's something definitely about them that is that captures and holds your attention. Oh, good. Yeah, that's definitely what I want to get across. So that I think the humour is important to me because I think because the topic is so personal and my worst nightmare is that I'm going to produce a painting and it's going to be like really sentimental or like oh grosses me out so like that's definitely what I want to stick away from and I feel like the the intenseness of the subject or it's intense for me so I guess I guess that's always going to come out and it's going to come out in the fact that the, the images it's just the topic that I come back to every time so I suppose that that intenseness is there if you look at the body of work and I think that means that it's the humour, the humour can come through in the individual images, and it doesn't. It's not going to take away from that. I suppose that's what I hope, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Painting as a medium, as a mode of expression for an artist, has got a mixed um, yeah. image these yeah. days. And how how was that? As you were you knocked off course or try other things? Yeah, I tried to. I um I started painting oil painting when I was doing. I was in sick form. Yeah, and I got introduced to painting, and I loved it came to uni and but I didn't I didn't do a foundation I just went straight into uni so I didn't have that background of trying loads of different things and I did feel like I should be trying to do other stuff I really wanted to be an installation person I don't know why I think installations are really cool and that's what I want to do but I tried it and I'm really bad at it so I, I always ended up whatever I was doing it always ended up being a slight painting element and that, that's actually where I, yeah I feel happiest when I'm painting so I think, yeah, I tried it. I gave it a fair shot, <laughs> but painting is where it's at for me, I think. Yeah, and what, and what about the whole kind of painting is dead mm. stuff that mm -hmm. kind of goes around every yeah. time? Is that a kind of a 
bit of a bore now of that um, whole conversation. Where is painting at? Would you yeah, say? Yeah, I don't. I think painting is always going to be relevant because it's different. It's different, isn't it? It's the function has changed, so you're not going to paint something. I don't see the point. I'm probably going to offend people now. I I don't really see the point personally in painting something really photorealistic. I don't. I can appreciate someone's technical ability if they do that, but for me, I want to feel like the passion of someone. Like when I when I feel that the energy when I look at a painting and that's what excites me when I'm looking at a painting. So I think I think that's always going to be relevant. It's different, isn't it? It's different to to a photo feeling. Yeah, I mean I think I think we were encouraged to whatever your weapon of choice as mm. it were, whatever mm. medium it is, however you choose to express yourself, that your choice of material and medium should align with your agenda for you as yeah, an artist. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah, the key yeah, thing. Yeah. And I think Probably, given the nature of your work and the personal element mm -hmm. to it, mm -hmm. and painting is this very personal endeavour, that it does feel like mm. a kind of a, a good alignment to be making, maybe. Yeah, but that I have sometimes I've been looking through the photos, and and it's something I played with when I was at uni was do it. Um, I was thinking about using the photos like what's it like fa you know like found images and doing like some kind of installation with them, and I always think about whether I should be showing photos because I love them there's some photos that I think are really beautiful but obviously I've not taken them so there is something about okay why, why am I painting them if I already really like the photo is there any point in me painting them but um, yeah I suppose it's an interpretation isn't it of what you're seeing and what is it about the photos that is have you shown them to anybody or do you just I think I do I do sometimes show them to people but is it a, a nostalgia or is there something because that's always... I think it's a bit of that. I think it's a bit of that. And I think also what I really, I've always liked about the photos is because because this is what they call the film, when they're filmed, they're obviously not digital cameras, they're like just the film ones. And so you have all those photos that where people are turning away or, and it ends up, a lot of the photos end up with a weird kind of tension where it looks like some, or someone's sitting there with their arm crossed and look, look a bit pissed off or... I really like that, that where it's not just a kind of, well, you've got the perfect picture and everyone's smiling at the camera, like I'm not interested in those photos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I suppose it's like the awkwardness. If, if I feel like there was some kind of a vibe that, and it's probably not the case in most of the photos, but it's just someone's moved at the wrong moment and made it look like there's something weird going on. That's what I like about them. And so, you, and you've shown, and you've shown them in a number of spaces. And mm. your work was one of them was selected for the New Contemporaries, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, when yeah, you yeah. graduated, which yeah. is fantastic, and that's a real. Well, how was that for you? Was that a, it was a real feather in your cap? I imagine. In terms yeah, of it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was like a good boost coming out of uni. Yeah, it was good. It was like a. It was like the boost I needed to. I think when you come out of your masters or like or whatever you're doing after after a period of study it can be you can go on a bit of a low can't you and it was kind of what i needed to keep me going and that went on because it was quite as two shows it went to newcastle and then it went to london so it went on for about a year so it was kind of just like and and getting good feedback from that and seeing just not even about my work but just about the show in general and the press and stuff was really good 
for like a morale boost really yeah definitely I think that that period after finishing art school is mm. is it, that's the really tricky period yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah, because yeah, totally. the thing is whatever you think about art school and being at art school and having to do assignments it provides a framework mm-hmm. it provides a structure of of think you've got to make work for certain things you've got deadlines to, to hit you've got um, stuff to write you're getting feedback yeah. so you have this framework within which to operate yeah. but as soon as you you finish yeah if you don't do anything, yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, after you finish, a bit of you doesn't want to make any work, does it? Because work, we've worked so intensely, so you do need that break. But then what's the impetus to get you going again? That's the tricky thing. That's true. Yes, I remember that. And, uh, and yeah, you finish and your final project and you're just yeah. absolutely shot. And then, yeah. and then now what? <laughs> Yeah. So that does get, yeah, and, and I, I applied for New Contemporaries and I didn't get in and I think, oh God, my, my world is collapsing, you know, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not a proper artist because I'm not a New Contemporary. <laughs> it's a bit wanky though, New Contemporary. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I, well, I think there's a sense of like, so many of the people knew, them, knew each other from London. They say, I believe them, I believe them that they do it on merit without looking at people's schools and names and stuff. It's anonymous, I think. But then... There were like five people from the same school and you think, oh, is it because they've got a house style? And that, that whole thing, I can't deal with. Well, I, I, I even went to, they had a little seminar about it. I don't yeah. know if they still do it, as to kind of maybe to try and make the process open and, and right. visible yeah. as to how, how, how it works and yeah. so on. And I thought, oh, well, I'd better go along and yeah. you know, find out what I'm meant to be doing yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, well, but it's an interesting, in a, in a, in a microcosm, it's, a, it's an example of one aspect of the art world in terms of trying to get your work shown mm-hmm. and trying to get the visibility and the presence and the kudos that comes with a show yeah. like that. But it's yeah. a difficult thing to, to do, isn't it? Mm. So did that open up more doors or did that kind of lead on to, is your, is your path now paved with gold and you're, 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 <laughs> no. you're set for no. life now? <laughs> like completely not um I think I think some things came off it It definitely didn't like change my life I don't think I think what it did was give me the confidence in myself I think I have a lot more confidence based on that than I would have done otherwise and yeah I, I had a couple of people so I got in touch and stuff little bits have happened but yeah I don't I'm trying to think if things would have been different I suppose they wouldn't really have been yeah I, I remember there was um I think it was a uh, talk by Anthony Green. I don't, he's he's a Cambridge. I think he's an RA and, uh, and Anthony Green. Yeah. I don't really, I I think I studied him in my A level. I think I did like an A level piece based on him. Is he did the Angular? Yes. He, so yeah. he. I hadn't thought of that 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 aspect of it because he does family life, yeah. doesn't he? And it's very kind <laughs> yes. of personal. Yeah, he got, that's uh, why he got suggested to me by one of my oh, teachers. Okay. They were like, this is before I was doing any of this, and that's so weird. So I was obviously always preoccupied with it. Oh, right. Well, yeah, so he so he does all these kind of fantastical paintings mm. of himself and his family life and him yeah. in all sorts of different situations. And But anyway, and there was, there was he gave a talk in Cambridge. This, this was a long time ago. And I think he said that uh, uh, relatively early on in his career, he got picked up for a, I think it was possibly even a documentary on telly or something. Mm-hmm. And he thought, great, you know, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm made now. You know? I'll, just, I'll just wait for the phone to ring, you know, with everybody kind of yeah, 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 getting yeah. in touch with him. And, and he said, and nothing happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's so, the truth, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. And I think people don't always realise that, that there's so much to 
being an artist and not only the making of the work but getting it shown and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, making it visible and, and, and keeping on trucking really. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't a landslide of <laughs> <laughs> things coming in. How is it in terms of now what's the kind of view ahead? What, do you have like a kind of a not a game plan but how, mm. how, how long have you been out of art school now and um, what's the view looking ahead? About three or four years now I've been out um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think just, just keep, just keep going, I guess. I wanted to apply for John Moores this year, but I don't know if I've got anything good enough. But I think they only take work from like 2019 and I didn't really make much. I think I made like one painting last year. <laughs> so bad. And I've made like one this year. So maybe I'll apply. I, I'll definitely apply, but I don't think I'll get it. But um, yes, yeah, so that was like my main thing. Uh, basically each year I just want to get into one show. And I've done that this year, so the pressure's off. And then anything else is like a bonus. Because I don't... I think where I am with my painting at the moment, I'm happy. Like, I don't necessarily... I wouldn't want to do this full-time as a career because then you've got all the pressures and I don't want, I don't paint very well under pressure. I'm, I don't... I'm not very prolific. Is that the word when you paint loads? Yeah. I paint little, little... It doesn't happen very often. But then hopefully I paint just, you know, the odd thing that I really like, but I definitely don't paint loads. Um, so I don't, I couldn't keep up with it. So to be honest, I'm happy keeping it as it is. As long as I occasionally get to show my work, then... Well, that's I think that's good as well, because in terms of um, uh, keeping the art, doing the art for the yeah. right reasons yeah. and, and not turning it into something that then yeah. becomes a burden or, mm -hmm. or, or um, a pressure, yeah. um, that can also then affect what you do and how you how you make your work and yeah. and how it how it turns out. Yeah. So do you, uh, uh, we probably should talk uh, yeah. or at least kind of describe for our listeners <laughs> an example of your work. And we are so we are we are in your little studio. It's yeah. really nice. It's nice and bright, isn't it's it? Lovely. It's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the top floor above a shop. Yeah, and it's like a little front room, isn't it? An, <laughs> an old. It's got a. It's got a little fireplace. Yeah, yeah. And um, on the walls, which and you share it with one other artist, don't yeah, you? Yeah. And on the wall to my left, we have got. <laughs> it's about what six foot by four foot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, horizontal landscape orientated, but it's a <laughs> it's a double portrait yeah. of. It looks like a kind of wedding day or kind of yeah. celebration. Uh, I don't know if it's man and wife, but it's two 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 characters looking very <laughs> dapper. And but it's on its side. Presume yeah. I'm assuming. Well, no, I was going to say because it wouldn't fit the right way up. But is that the the orientation that it's finally going to be? No. So this one has been it's been portrait for the last eight nine months and I've just the last time I came to the studio I put it like that because I'm actually going to paint over it no yeah. oh no <laughs> I don't like it it's not been oh, working no. Why? <laughs> um, I don't know I think what it is is because so it's my grandparents on their wedding day and my granddad with his second wife and um they're, so they're looking right at the camera and it's very obviously like posed like a, it's like a camera picture and they are and they are dressed in the fashions, yeah. you know. Uh, the, the so your grandfather has got this this uh, really colossally wide, wide tie <laughs> yeah. and high trousers, high trousers and, and dapper suit, uh, and your grandmother is beaming out from 
kind of orange and what colour is her uh, dress? So which is like a, it's an, uh, an ochre yellow, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. With a, with a with a large red handbag and matching shoes and a, and a big orange hat. Like a wide brimmed hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you've got a cropped just in the bottom left corner somebody else's handbag. Is yeah. That right. <laughs> Yeah. So oh well, I'm really so okay so this is going then so we well, we, yeah. so uh, we must enjoy enjoy it whilst it lasts so why why is it going and what are you going to replace it with do you think so I'm I'm really torn because so I work obviously I work from photos but then it's like don't okay so a lot of the photos I work from are taken where the person doesn't know the photo's been taken or like I was saying they're turning away so it doesn't come across so much like. A staged photo whereas this is very much okay you just got married let me take a picture of you as a couple um and it just it just wasn't quite working for me but maybe i don't know i don't know now you're making me doubt myself it has been there for ages because i didn't want to get rid of it i will i was well i was intrigued that you're going to paint over it because mm-hmm. that canvas the, the the material cost of the canvas is is not inconsiderable mm-hmm. but nevertheless you you said that it's been eight months to get it this thus far and I, I would kind of roll it on and put it away and, maybe, and maybe five years later you yeah. might come back to it or maybe but then, but then I'm more of a squirrel you know I kind of, I, find, <laughs> I find it difficult to let go of stuff even yeah. if it's half finished yeah. but oh, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm quite really impressed stuff yeah if I really hate something I'll paint over it I'm quite brutal I'm quite cutthroat yeah if I decide I don't like something but now I'm now I'm no, not sure what? the only thing is right the thing is about this painting it's really it's on a really white background isn't it the primed yeah. I think someone gave me this canvas and so it's really well primed really and usually I don't prime them very well A because I'm lazy and also B because I don't like the bright white thing and so actually quite often if I've got a canvas even if I've primed it myself I end up painting something and then it won't work because it feels too blank or whatever. I can't get it to work. So I think, right, need that. Paint over it with something else. And then that works because, and it will have the, the bottom painting will kind of be coming through. And I like that, the kind of layered, messy kind of, that's, that's the point at which I can usually get a painting to work the second time around. And I kind of, I kind of get it now. Mm-hmm. In what, what it is that you're, yeah. th- I think you're concerned about is that it, it is, it's almost too neat and and, yes. and tidy for you. Yeah, the, the, yeah, in yeah. a lot of your work, there's well, there's an ambiguity or an openness or a slightly unresolved element, yeah. and and this is quite sure of itself as a yeah, as yeah, a composition yeah, 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 yeah. and as a yeah. and as a setup. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. Well, anyway, there we go. I'm intrigued now. So. Um, yeah. Have you got something else in mind? For so what I was going to paint, I, I was just doing a drawing while you were gone of like a, a, a imagine. Okay, so this is where I've gone back to the imagining thing. So I was like, right, okay, thinking about storytelling and you know how you have like stories that get passed down. And so my mum left home when she was like 18. She was living with me. So this is shortly after my grandparents got married. And I don't think she, I think it was all a bit tumultuous yeah Mm -hmm. and um they didn't get on with my granny that well at the time so she like really suddenly left home and i was going to do like a kind of imagine scene and not not make any of this explicit through it but just use that as a jumping off point to do like an awkward dinner party scene where people are kind of obviously a bit there's some kind of conversation going on but you don't know what so yeah that's what i was going to do like a dinner table landscape scene which i probably will do regardless but Again, now, but I don't know if that will work because part of me is like, oh, stop trying to chop and collage things together and just, just do a painting of a photo if that's what you want to do. 
there's always that element of mm. kind of self-doubt though isn't yeah. there and it's, yeah. uh, it's often I think it's all about choices you know you end up having to choose between should I go down this path or that yeah. path and and, and the, the final out, output is is the product of a thousand or more choices yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what colours shall I use shall I prime it how shall I prime it portrait or landscape mm-hmm. yeah. large or small you know all of these decisions and you can angst over yeah. every one yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, massively and then there it is at the end of it and then, then if you don't like it then it's Paint over it. Yeah, paint over it. Yes, exactly. So did you, because I think there was a PhD researcher who wanted artists, they wanted to ask some questions. I think I bumped into you about a year or more ago and you were saying you're a little either not stuck necessarily yeah, but yeah, kind yeah. of not sure what yeah. to do yeah. and she was what was she did you, did you go along to I see did, yeah you, you, you she... put me in touch with her and she wanted to talk through I think the process of like just from I think the whole the whole artistic kind of process from where I started to where I was at that point just talking her through how I'd got there and it was really useful yeah to talk through because it makes it and again I felt like as I've been talking to you it's the same thing is that making those links that you don't realise until you're telling someone can be helpful well it's amazing how you can be I'm not saying you but Mm -hmm. somebody making art can be the last person to Mm realise what they're doing and what's going on in their own work yeah and and isn't that bizarre that's absolutely bonkers you make this thing and you just don't see the connection that is there maybe that's what it's about though because I feel like I feel like it is like a it's processing isn't it like you're processing something that for me I can never put into words exactly what I'm doing and that's why I'm doing it because that's the way that's my language that's how I know how to express it definitely I think if you could put it into words then you wouldn't you wouldn't need yes exactly you'd be a writer that's the thing there's something unresolved about an artwork it refuses to kind of settle down in yeah. into a, a finished resolved piece in in some ways yeah yeah i had a massive kind of light bulb moment myself this was a few years ago and i suddenly realized i thought how could i be so stupid not to realize this, this is what i'm doing and this relates to something from about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and i hadn't even that's noticed weird, I teach some adult education yeah. art classes yeah. and there was one person there who painted in quite a, a very, I, well I suppose it was a naive style but it was a very expressive style and very full of life and colour and, mm-hmm. and he was one of the messiest painters I know, oh, kind of messy. gets paint yeah. everywhere, yeah. over himself, <laughs> over everything and it's kind of quite fantastic. But he was quite an elderly chap and he used to paint from calendars. And there was this picture of the Rockies that he brought in one day and it was kind of perfect blue sky, you know, lovely uh, mountains and these two pine trees in the centre of the picture. And he painted it, but one of them was all in leaf and green and, and the other one was just a kind of skeletal and there, was, there were no leaves. And he, he couldn't tell me mm-hmm. why he had done that, but I happened to know that his brother had died only a few months ago. Oh, yeah. And yet he couldn't or didn't yeah. make any connection yeah, yeah, yeah. with what he had done. That's so interesting. And I just found, and I thought, mm. well, do I say anything? Mm-hmm. Should I, you know, make that connection? And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel it was right at all. But it was just the most amazing example for me of how art can reveal something, but not necessarily yeah, to yeah, the yeah, artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how how it's such a mysterious process, it isn't is, it? Yeah. I love stuff like that though. It shows, I think it's helpful, isn't it? It's really helpful in processing stuff like that. 
otherwise it wouldn't be coming through. Mm. Well, maybe that is a good point to pause and um, have a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, sure. So we are back after a refreshing cup of coffee and some sort of chocolatey thing that (laughs) kind of has restored the energy levels. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you about your motion sickness project. Yes. Well, would you like to introduce it and say a little bit about what it is? Yeah, so um, Motion Sickness is the art collective that I'm part of with my friends Denise Kehoe and... Ari Hilfiger. Uh, we started it, we all went to, we were all at Anglia Ruskin together. We studied um, different times and different courses kind of thing. Yeah, and then we came out of uni and kind of Denise got in touch with us, or firstly with Ari, and then we all ended up making some work together. <clears throat> it was about being an artist in Cambridge, I think, and about being being like millennial and like what, what it means to be trying to, you know, all the pressure you put on yourself to be achieving and the difference between where we thought we would be at... 2530 and where we actually are so then yeah so after we've been working together and then we decided we wanted to create more of a network in Cambridge or like try and find a space for ourselves in Cambridge so we did that and now so that's the motion sickness project space which we hope is kind of trying to build a scene thing is right it's a bit barren isn't it here and there's pockets of artists doing loads of stuff but no reputation in Cambridge really I don't feel like artists in other cities really know what's going on in Cambridge. I feel like we're in a bubble here. I think uh, Cambridge is an interesting, in inverted commas, place for, for art because there, there isn't really yeah. a very large, vibrant art scene mm-hmm. like there is in a lot of other cities and a yeah. lot of cities that are, are known for having a, a kind of a, a strong artistic community. I mean, of course, there is the Cambridge School of Art, which does mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. and then there's Kettle's Yard and there's Whiting and so on, but there's not... Uh, a strong artist presence, I no, don't think. No, uh, certainly no. for experimental art. Exactly, and that and that means because of that, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that because there is no scene, all the artists come out of art school and they leave straight away because why would they stay if there's nothing going on? And The one nice thing, I suppose, about being in a place like Cambridge where we're saying there isn't as much... Uh, going on as in some other places yeah. is that when you do do something yeah. you, you get a lot yeah. more visibility for it 100%. don't you that's the thing so everyone says a lot of people say to me well, why are you not moving to london or like they say that they think i should be and i do get it to a certain extent but i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do anything of what i'm doing now i don't think because i it'd be so expensive to find a space i think i'm really lucky with this space and i can afford it and B, would I be able to get an empty unit and turn it into a gallery? And even if I did, no one would care because there was loads of people already doing that. So here, you're kind of, okay, you're like a fish in a small pond, aren't you? So it it is easier to, sometimes it feels a bit pointless what you're doing. I've had moments where I'm like, like, why don't we just give up because nothing's going to happen. But then most of the time, yeah, it feels like you are making a difference. And I've also spoken to uh, art friends that I've got who are in London who mm-hmm. say exactly that, that you can feel overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's there. Am I making any difference for the other reason is that there's so much already, you know, what, why it's, do we need yeah. another one? Well, you know, yeah. you, you can get lost 
fasten it. So it, it is a tricky one to get the balance right, but I yeah. certainly think it does have its upsides, I think, that uh, sense that you do get that bit of visibility and, well, and, it, and it's something that Cambridge needs. So, yeah. you know, yeah. whether they whether they like it, whether they want it, <laughs> <laughs> they want it or not. Yeah, they've got it, so yeah. there. <laughs> Well, one of the, one of the yeah. things about Cambridge is also that because it is um, really um, a market town, university town, it, it quite small. There's not a lot of empty space. It doesn't it doesn't have a, a history of light industrial or industrial um, yeah. units and, and yeah. manufacturing, which you know have have become uh, some of them empty and available spaces. It, property and it, it's such a premium yeah. that. That's why also I think that artists find it difficult to kind of get a toehold because, mm. you know, there's, there aren't these little places that are available so easily. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, your project space is on, as it were, on the metaphorical high street, isn't it? It's in the yeah. town centre. And have you had support from the city council or how has that no, worked? No, so it's been completely through. We've just got directly in touch with the Lion Yard to support us and we've just been in touch with them i mean it took a long time we were in touch with them for about a year before we got the one before we first moved into the space wow um on and off but just yeah there's many denise keeping getting in touch and saying you, you got a space for us yet but um yeah i think they're really keen to well they are they're, re- they're they've been insanely supportive sometimes i can't believe that we have a space in the center of the city and they've yeah been supporting us in terms of getting it ready and putting our sign up and giving us money for the openings for drinks and things and why do you think it is that they are supporting you? I What's think, in it for them? I think they I think they, they're always really positive about it and they always say they're really excited to see what we're doing and stuff. So I think on one hand I think maybe we're, we're lucky that the team that are there gets it and sees the value in what we're doing. I think also there are a couple of units vacant at the line yard and I think they see the value in why have it empty if you could have something going on and I think with the whole high street thing and everyone shopping online, I think it becomes more important to have something different in the centre that's okay you're maybe you you're not just going to go for a shop because you could just get it online but maybe if there's different things going on and there's it's a whole experience I think also so much more interesting I think I'm realizing as I'm getting older is that who cares about really re- going having like a fancy gallery or a commercial gallery and reaching the same old people that already know that already feel some ownership over those spaces and will just walk in and feel comfortable with work and actually I think it's much more interesting to be to have the challenge of trying to make an exhibition that's more accessible and trying to get people that maybe don't and like seeing people walk in who don't who don't really have that much experience of going to galleries and exhibitions and things looking around and deciding if they like it or not I think that's really interesting and putting putting it on the high street or putting it like you know people just walk past your windows and engage with it I think that's much more worthwhile than so do you think the Lion Yard were supportive because of individuals there who got it? You know, it's often it's one person who's who's really kind of super keen to yeah. make something happen. I don't or? know. I, I don't know. Mainly because Denise was the main driving factor behind it. She's like a really charming person. And I think she's very likeable. And I think, and also she's very determined and she should be very... Not pushy. I don't know if that's the right word, but she did get. Yeah, she kept. She persistent. Kept, she persistent. She yeah. was super persistent. Yeah. And to be honest, I think the guy she was mainly in contact with respected that. And maybe if she, it would have fallen through. At one point, we thought 
okay, this isn't going to happen. And she kept getting back in touch. And he kept saying, when, he, when we finally moved into the space, he kept saying, oh, you were, you were persistent. So I think there was a sense of, because she kept being in touch with him, he was like, oh, I respect that. Okay, let's make this happen. It shows uh, how many different skills that artists need in order to yeah. kind of, it's not just about making work, you know. thick skin and not, I mean, they, I don't think they ever said no to us. I think that's the thing. But if they said yes, but then it wasn't moving anywhere. So for me, at that point, I would have been like, okay, this isn't going to happen. But that's not enough. What it needed was Denise to say, actually, no, they said they were going to give us space, so I'm going to keep checking in until they explicitly say no. And then it happened. Yeah, it's about being pushy, isn't it? And forcing people to give you space in a way. In a bit of an aggressive way, maybe. Well, just standing up for what you yeah, want. And, yeah. and also, it has to have a little bit of self-belief that what you're doing is of value and that yeah, 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 they yeah. should have it because it's sure. good for them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I need to get better at that because I'm not a very assertive person. But I think being part of motion sickness, for me, is developing those skills in a way. Because, I've, again, it goes back to that thing of being like part of a group and leading on the space. It's just a whole different role that I've not had before. And so, yeah, be, being assertive and being more decisive as well, all these skills are something that I'm learning, I think, through, through motion sickness. It's cool. Well, it is, and it's great that you're doing it. So um, long may it continue, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, seeing where it goes next. Yeah. So maybe that's a good place to say thank you very much thank for you. having this conversation. It's been really uh, fascinating to hear about all the projects and things that you've been involved in. Thank you very much. No Let's problem. listening to this episode of something to do with art i hope you enjoyed our conversation i'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback via social media so please check out the podcast notes for links and further info many thanks to beric livingstone for the music danielle blyde for logo design and to everyone who has taken part and helped me with this project that's it for this episode i hope to catch up with you again soon